On Thursday, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred announced that a designated hitter will be implemented in the National League in 2022. On today's episode of Lockdown White Sox, I will tell you why that might be the worst news so far for the White Sox this offseason. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Lockdown Socks. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. We're free and available on platforms like Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can find us there by searching Locked On Socks. And I want to thank the people that helped us reach over 60 subscribers on our brand new YouTube channel. We just uploaded an interview with a White Sox Twitter burner account. Shout out to GD. You could follow him at White Sox SPRBW. But thank you for everyone who got us up to 60 subscribers over on our YouTube channel. Our goal was 50 and we surpassed that. Thank you for the support. I'm Sean Anderson. I am the host of Locked on Socks. I've been doing this for over two months now. Uh, It's been a fun ride. It's also been a torturous ride with the lockout news. We'll talk about that today. I'll update you on the lockout. The players and the owners met on Saturday. Is it good news? Is it bad news? It's always bad news with the MLB. Not to be a downer. And surprisingly, the White Sox made some news during the weekend. We'll talk about that. And I was just very surprised at the timing of the news. And that will fit into our lockout discussion. And then finally, I have a big thing I want to talk to you about. You heard it there in the cold open. We need to talk about the White Sox in the DH position. Before we do that, I got to mention some friends. I want to mention our friends over at Bet Online. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And like I mentioned, I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. I'm the host of Locked On Socks. Today was supposed to be a Monday mailbag where you sent in questions and I answer them. You could participate in those episodes by calling in at 312-566-8727 or writing into LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. But we've gone a little bit away from that. I, I do did have some emails today. But the big news over the weekend, at least on Thursday, was Rob Manfred announcing that there's going to be a universal DH. If you listen to our episode on Friday where I talked to GD, in my opinion, the best White Sox burner uh, account on Twitter.com right now, uh, we mentioned that the universal DH news had been announced. And GD and I talked about it, and it was in a conversation about Kyle Schwarber. We were talking about Who should fill the right field position, either Michael Conforto or how I liked Kyle Schwarber. And we were talking that, you know, Schwarber is now going to get a lot more money because the Universal DH is going to be in all 32 ballparks this year. So Mailbag Monday has now been moved to Wednesday. They used to call it What Up Wednesday when Herb and Tanny were the hosts. So we'll do a What Up Wednesday. Get your calls in 312-566-8727. Or you can write in again, LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. And that's what Other Sean did. Uh, We had Other Sean write in. And this is going to be the one I take today for Monday Mailbag because I wanted to talk about the Universal DH and Other Sean because the names are so similar, our name, our, you know, our brains are connected. We were thinking back and forth, and he said, with the owners and union agreeing to a universal DH, this could change the Sox options. There will be more competition on the free agent market, but with that being said, the Sox gain value in players like Yermin Mercedes and possibly Jake Berger. 
there will be smaller market teams that will be looking for a low-cost DH, which Mercedes, Berger, and Sheets are currently at at their point in their careers. Also, the market for Kyle Schorber changed, which might price him out of the Sox range. John finishes up by saying his question is, do I think Mercedes will be the opening day DH in the MLB, and who will be the Sox DH on opening day? Thank you from Other Sean. Well, other Sean, thank you from this Sean, S-E-A-N, to S-H-A-W-N. If you are another, if you just spell your Sean completely different, maybe it's S-H-A-U-N, uh, write in LockdownSocks at gmail.com. We'll, get, we'll make it really messy and confusing for the folks. But thank you for writing in, Sean, because it's exactly what I wanted to talk about today. And it's felt like what I've only talked about this offseason. And I understand that there's nothing that we can do or there's nothing even the Sox can do at this point because there's still a lockout. I can't be mad at anybody for the White Sox not going out and signing anybody because they just can't do that right now. Maybe I can be mad at some of the owners. I know some of the owners are really dragging their feet in this lockout and we'll name them and we'll, we'll call them out a little bit later. But at least with the White Sox, I can't get mad that they're not spending money because they just can't right now. But when the lockout ends... This needs to be a complete bull rush. I'm talking, is it Pamplona? Where are, Spain, where they run with the bulls. Is it Barcelona? Wherever in Spain they run with the bulls down the street and these guys are jumping up on, on barricades to not get speared by bulls. Right, That is the summertime festival I am thinking is going to happen when Kyle Schwarber is finally able to be signed by any of the teams with large pockets. The news of Thursday, when Rob Manfred announced that there's going to be a universal DH in the major leagues in 2022, should have scared the White Sox. When GD and I talked on Friday, he mentioned that when his tweeting got you know really up into the swing of things, to the point where his friends needed to tell him, hey, knock it off, maybe you're tweeting too much, I really don't want to follow you anymore, that he needed to make a burner account for all of his White Sox thoughts because the team was finally reinvigorated with energy. They were finally reinvigorated with youth and talent. And you know it. This is why the podcast took off in 2020, because this team finally got back into their winning ways. First postseason appearances in back-to-back seasons in franchise history. Yet over those three seasons, the White Sox have ranked 28th in weighted runs created plus for the DH position. Over 1,712 plate appearances have recorded in an average of 215 for the designated hitter in a league, in a game where there are only or were only 15 of the position type in the entire game. And I understand earlier that I said 32 ballparks because I have NFL on the mind. Super Bowl, ooh, maybe the big game is today. And I have football on the brain because that sport invigorates America. We talk about baseball being the pastime of America, but when was the last time you went to a World Series watch party? I read this just the other day that the past 10 Super Bowls rank as the 10 most watched all time and the past eight rank as the eighth most watched programs in U.S. television history. Do you think the World Series are doing any numbers like that? And yet we have owners dragging their feet through the mud to not even bring you this product that is broken. 
and I think the news of the Universal DH will at least make the game a little bit better. I'm glad I won't have to see John Lester up at the plate during a National League DS Game 5 series. I'm, I'm very happy I don't have to watch bad hitting. But I've also been watching bad hitting from the White Sox DH position for the past three seasons. And like I said, there is going to be a running of these big market teams to go out and sign Kyle Schwarber. Before we get into my guy, I brought up that the White Sox, over those 1,712 plate appearances over the past three seasons of their DH position, resulting in a weighted runs created plus of 80, that would be similar if Zach Collins was the White Sox DH for the past three seasons. It was close. I mean, he didn't play that many games at DH, but if he was just slotted in there, that would be the production that you would get. The same production Zach Collins gave to you over 2019, 2020, and 2021 is the same production the White Sox have got out of the DH position over those same three seasons. Kyle Schwarber over those three seasons, the 40th best hitter in the major leagues, 123 weighted runs created plus. But oh no, it gets better. Last year, last year, Kyle Schwarber was the 10th best hitter in the major leagues according to weighted runs created plus so now out there on the market for anybody to sign especially these national league teams these 15 national league teams that didn't have a dh last year now have to go out and find a player to slot in that position and just knowing the history of let's say the dodgers you don't think the 10th best hitter last year in the major leagues is enticing to fill in that dh spot i understand that maybe they're getting into some cap issues but they have gone over the luxury tax year after year after year and just to let you know again DH has been coming a much more important position. We now just had our second DH, full-time DH, voted into the Hall of Fame, Edgar Martinez being his first, and David Ortiz getting in on the first year of his eligibility. The DH is such an important position, and the White Sox have been neglecting it year after year after year, and it's time for them to get serious about it. GD mentioned this, too, when he was mentioning Michael Conforto. What have White Sox fans talked about for the past three years? A power-hitting lefty in free agency. This, Kyle Schwarber, is what the White Sox need. Adding the 10th best hitter last year to this lineup for the designated hitter position where you are going to expect to get 600 plate appearances from this player. Kyle Schwarber is what the White Sox need to reinforce these World Series hopes. You can't let him get away. You can't let him get to the National League. You can't let him get to a different team in the American League. The time is now to spend the money. We know that Jerry Reinsdorf can get serious. There's a reason why the Bulls had six rings. Yes, Michael Jordan was a big name, and maybe Jerry hindered the chance of a seventh ring, but you can look at six rings, and you could see the $35 million a year contract that Michael Jordan had in those runs, and you could show that Jerry was at least keeping the money in to keep the championships coming. You can look in 2005, the year after, that was the most the White Sox have ever spent on a payroll. So when it's the right time to spend, Jerry has proven that he will spend. And you can see this with the Bulls. The Bulls have spent and the Bulls are improving. Now is the time for Jerry to spend on the White Sox. And I didn't even know I had this much in me on the Universal DH, but we're just going to roll with it. We're going to take a quick break to talk about Built Bar, though, because I need you to try the puffs. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best 
tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. They're a fan favorite. And I'm telling you, these puffs have some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony churro, chocolate marshmallow, banana cream pie. All three are so good. These are going to be your new favorite. And again, all built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. The puffs included 100% real chocolate. Built bars have low calories, high proteins, and you can look at the macros chart on built.com. You'll be blown away. Most built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. And my favorite thing about built bar is they are all about taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off with every single flavor. Go try it for yourself. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Remember to go try the puffs. Use promo code LOCKED15 when you do for 15% off at built.com. All right, I want to transport you to the south side of Chicago into my grandfather's garage. And I mention at lunch, hey, Grandpa, I don't think that my windshield wipers are working properly. So I take my car around back and I wish I used my friends at rockauto.com when he found the problem. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto and Rock Auto wants you to not be like me. I went to my local auto parts store and I asked them for a windshield wiper pump because that's what my grandpa told me was broken. And the guy took forever to punch in my name, my model, my make, just to find me an overpriced part. I will go to Rock Auto right now. We'll do this live. I'll type in my to- my Toyota Corolla. I'll type in windshield wiper fluid pump, and I found it. It's that easy. I'm good with computers. I'm I'm so smart, and I just saved so much money using RockAuto.com. It was thirty dollars at that local auto parts store. The labor was free. Thank you, Grandpa. But I would have saved $20 if I went to rockauto.com. $20! That's crazy. And I proved in this ad that I just saved time by doing it. So save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all of their parts available for your car or truck. It's super fast to do. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. And hey, some of you may be defending Jerry Reinsdorf. He did bring you seven championships if you are a Bulls fan and a White Sox fan. Maybe you're defending him because you can look at the White Sox roster. You could see a catcher. They spent the most they ever spent on a free agent when they signed Yasmani Grandal to a four-year, $72 million contract. You could see that they went out and spent the most money a team has spent in the history on a closer Three years, $54 million for Liam Hendricks. Not only, when Janice Scurrio talked to you about this a couple weeks ago, not only was Hendricks great on the field, seven walks, second year in a row, he's winning reliever of the year, but he was also a great sign in the community. So it's not like the White Sox haven't spent. And obviously they spent and extended Jose Abreu. They extended Tim Anderson to make sure he was on this team for a long time. They extended Yuan Moncada. They extended Luis Robert. They extended Eloy Jimenez. And yet here I am saying that 
Jerry should spend on the White Sox. And listen to me, I appreciate those signings. I appreciate that the White Sox are making sure that I'm seeing Luis Robert and that you're seeing Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, Yoan Moncada, Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu, Yasmani Grandal, Liam Hendricks, all in White Sox uniforms. That's what White Sox fans deserve. But also, let's just bring up those extensions because the White Sox got away with steals. Did you see the horrible Fox Sports graphic that they made about the Rays spending? They put a giant black bar towering through this plain white background showing that the Rays over the past two years, I think it was, have spent $233 million on their ball club. And their Wander Franco extension, that bar extended all the way up and looked like they were touching because they spent $233 million on extending 20-year-old Wander Franco. And then they put two Rays logos on the side of it. And unfortunately, it looked like the Twin Towers. And I bring that up because Jerry, when they extended Luis Robert for six years, $50 million, they got away with a steal. Luis Robert should have been over $100 million. He should have gotten $100 million when he was extended. But Jerry and all of the owners have benefited from service time manipulation. And unfortunately for Luis Robert, when he signed that, there was the pandemic. So his service time wasn't really even manipulated because there was only 60 games to play in that 2020. So the White Sox really got a good deal with Luis Robert. And again, yes, the White Sox have spent on premier positions like catcher and closing pitcher. But just let's talk about Yasmani Grandal. 569 plate appearances in a White Sox uniform. Haven't that been some of the most fun 569 plate appearances you've watched someone take in a White Sox uniform? A guy that has been so productive in a White Sox uniform, 880 OPS. When you spend on this team, when you let Rick Hahn and the smart front office that has won a World Series before, Kenny Williams still has one on his finger, good things can happen. Even though it might be scary to take on the challenge to run through the streets of trying to sign Kyle Schwarber, I think if you give the White Sox front office money, if you give Rick and Kenny the ability to spend and not handicap them at a certain max because if the talent is right, the money should be okay. You shouldn't have to cheap out on a 26-year-old third baseman by $25 million. I didn't have to bring up the Machado thing, but here I am bringing up the Machado thing. Hey, let's see. Who else was a free agent that year? Oh, yeah, the 2021 NL MVP Bryce Harper. Let's see. Do the White Sox need a right fielder? Oh, they do. If they signed Bryce Harper, I wonder what their World Series chances would be. I wonder if they would have been able to you know, get past the Astros in, in, that, in that first round. You never know. If they're able to get past the Astros, what happens? I, I just sit here, and I don't really want to ask that in two years. The same question we ask after Manny Machado and the same question we ask after Bryce Harper What happens if we sign them? What happens if we go out and just give that extra little boost to make sure we sign this person for a contract? If the White Sox go out and sign Kyle Schwarber and make sure the money is right, that is a decision that they will not regret. He has proven that he is a true talent, and you will get over 600 plate appearances 
if he stays healthy next year from Kyle Schwarber at the DH position. Again, the position they've had over 1,712 plate appearances in over the past three seasons and have an entire, an entire number of 64 home runs from that position. If we just look at the AL teams, you know the ones with that position, they're 13th. They are third last to the Oakland A's, who are notoriously known for not spending money in home runs, and Detroit, where it's impossible to hit home runs. Also, we know this. We saw Detroit. They suck. We don't even want to be named with Detroit. We lost to Oakland. We should be proving that we're better than that team. And since I brought up Oakland, let's just go back to the 2020 playoffs. Let's talk about the DHs they used. In game one, they used the $72 million man, the guy they went out and paid for at DH, Yasmani Grandal. What did Grandal do in that game? Oh, yeah, he hit a home run. Oh, right. And the White Sox won. Okay, cool. So the White Sox spent money, DH position. In the playoffs, okay, they, and they they did well. Okay, that's good. All right, in game two, they put Edwin Encarnacion out there, right-hander, old, cheap, and what did big bad Edwin do? Edwin went 0 for 2 with the K, and then he was pinched in, hit for by Nomar Mazzara. Thank you, and Nomar went 1 for 2. That's good. Thank you, Nomar Mazzara. He hit a single. Oh, and he also uh, he struck out in that game. Well, let's go to game 3, the, the game that the White Sox couldn't get it done in, and they had Eloy Jimenez start there. Eloy went 1 for 2 and then got hurt and got pulled out of the game. Does that sound familiar? Eloy getting hurt. Unfortunate there, but maybe Eloy's not it for the White Sox. In 2021, when the White Sox had Eloy Jimenez as their DH, they went 8-10. When Eloy was in left field, they went 23-11. Shout out to Jay Cutta, at Jay Cutta, uh, for that stat on Twitter. And since we're reminiscing, let's just go to the 2021 playoffs. Who do the White Sox use as DH in Game 1? Oh, Jose Abreu, who was sick, so he couldn't play first base, but he, he tried to muscle it out and hit. He went 2-4 for four with an RBI. Okay, so a guy that they went out and spent money on performing. That's that's interesting. Game 2, who was the DH? Andrew Vaughn. He went 1-2 for two with 2Ks, a guy that probably shouldn't have been up, was asked in a big spot, and they just went way too cheap on. Okay, understood. Let's go to Game 3, who was the DH Gavin Sheets was young right maybe maybe cheap just like Andrew Vaughn but promising and again I didn't mention that about Andrew Vaughn Andrew Vaughn very promising Sheets in that game two for four crazy and then Vaughn pinched hit he actually went one for one with an RBI so that's crazy and let's go to game four uh DH who was the DH Gavin Sheets again two for four oh, the White Sox only scored one run it was uh driven in by Gavin Sheets hitting a home run crazy so what we've learned is when the White Sox spend money and they have a power hitting lefty in their lineup, good good things happen? Is that right? Good things happen. Okay, that's what the notes say. Good things happen. So maybe if the White Sox went out, and maybe even, I know the idea, I threw this out there, I said two years, $30 million for Kyle Schwarber, $15 million a year. Come on. Come on, Kyle. Come on down. Come on. You'll play right field a little bit. You'll play a DH. You'll be great. You'll be great. You'll be great. That was what I originally said. Now, I honestly don't care. $20 million, right? Come on, Kyle. Two years, $40 million. What's the harm? What's the harm? Because the White Sox, if the White Sox did that, and I'm just say this, and then this is a big thing to say. If the White Sox went out and signed Kyle Schwarber to be their universal DH, to be their DH in 2022, right? I know this is crazy. This is nuts. I think the White Sox can win the World Series. Damn, you know? Oh, that just sounds good to say. Doesn't it sound good to say? Say that. The White Sox can win the World Series in 2022. Hot damn. That sounds fun. That sounds real fun to say. 
I think you should say that. And I think the White Sox should sign Kyle Schwarber. Because if they don't, and if if they have even a little bit of hesitation, let's say the lockout ends, right? It's not going to. But let's say the lockout ends. Let's say it ends in two weeks, right? It ends on the... on. Is there a 27th of February? I think there is. I think it's the 28 days. So let's say let's say the lockout ends on the 27th of February. And if the White Sox aren't the first call that Kyle Schwarber gets, I'll throw up. I'll be sick. Because they need him. They need a player that is going to produce that much from the designated hitter position. I'm sick of seeing crap after crap after crap. I'm sick of either old guys that just are way out of their prime, like Edwin Encarnacion. I'm sick of guys that they take flyers on, like Nomar Mazzara. I'm sick of them trying to pigeonhole guys in, or is it pigeonhole? It sounded right coming off the tongue. Pigeonhole young guys like Gavin Sheets and Andrew Vaughn into roles. And hey, Andrew Vaughn has a great pedigree, and he was able to produce during 2021. I was very happy, but maybe we shouldn't rely on that guy. Maybe we should get him some help. Maybe we should get Gavin Sheets some help because he's playing right field and I don't think he should be. And hey, maybe that means Gavin Sheets should be the full-time DH and that they should go out and sign Michael Conforto. If that's the case, let's go back 20 minutes. Let's go back 20 minutes. Let's have the exact same conversation about right field because it's the same conversation. The point is the White Sox need to spend, whether it be right field or whether it be DH, whether it be Michael Conforto or whether it be Kyle Schwarber. I think it needs to be Kyle Schwarber, but I'm not greedy. Michael Conforto has a great pedigree too, and I think the White Sox need to spend money when the lockout ends. Because I'm going to be honest, if they don't, I don't like their chances at all. I don't like their chances at all. If they don't if they don't go out and sign anybody, if you have to deal with Adam Engel, Gavin Sheets, and Andrew Vaughn playing right field and DH, I'm good. I don't think they're winning the World Series. And I don't even think that's crazy to say. Because you know what? That's the same damn team that lost to the Astros in 2021. And that team, that team had Carlos Rodon. This team won't. 2022 won't. They'll have Dallas Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel will be starting a game in Game 4. Game 4, your Game 4 starter, Dallas Keuchel, everybody. And isn't that ironic, don't you think? Because the White, that's another guy the White Sox spent money on, and he didn't work out too well. But there's some people who think that Dallas Keuchel could be decent in 2022. Maybe I'll try to find them and talk to them. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and and college hoops. I want to talk to you about betonline.net, the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network and of Locked On White Sox. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and all the information you need. And you know what's around the corner? Futures for MLB the season of 2022. I have no clue when the lockout will end, but when it does end, we will be looking into the future market and be talking about how the White Sox look for those awards and how they look for their win totals. It's a lot of fun to use those numbers, and we use those numbers from betonline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. I forgot it. I forgot to say the date again. Today is Monday, February fourteenth, and it's it's Valentine's Day. 
Happy Valentine's Day to all of our listeners. One of our listeners is one that listens live each and every recording. Thank you to my girlfriend. Happy Valentine's Day to my girlfriend, Mango. Uh, Hope you're having a good one on the other side of the wall. But today is Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's Day. Reach out to your loved ones and tell them you love them. And I just want to say I'm sorry to the White Sox and I'm sorry to Jerry. I don't mean to get all upset and I don't mean to get me, you know, make your Monday bad. It's already a Monday. I don't mean to throw in some anger and negativity, but I just worry about the universal DH rule because I really think that, you know, players are going to have three weeks to get ready. I think the lockout will probably knock out a couple games. It feels closer and closer to that happening. So I think that the players will probably get a good three weeks which means teams will have a good, you know, three weeks to get ready and sign all their players and make all their trades. That's going to be a lot of fun for all of those GMs and vice presidents of baseball operations. Have fun doing that. And go and when you're when you're doing that, when you're having a hectic three weeks, go sign Kyle Schwarber. Please. Thank you. Bye. And speaking of the front office and speaking about the White Sox and all the decisions that they're making, uh, the White Sox recently announced something that I thought was pretty uh, pretty interesting. On Friday, our beloved White Sox released a statement. I think it was Friday, the 11th. They released a statement saying the Chicago White Sox are requiring all of our employees to be up to date on their COVID-19 vaccination status. And this requirement extends to our minor league players as well. We believe this is the right thing to do to protect the health and well-being of all of our players and staff across this organization. And honestly, I'm not, I don't really care about the mandate. I the White Sox did this last year, so it's not really shocking and if you watch the NFL, they required all of those players to be vaccinated too because they don't want games to be lost. So, I understand as a business why they're doing that. It makes sense and also you should get vaccinated. I got boosted. I didn't have any side effects. It was pretty cool. But I was just kind of shocked at the the timing because the minor leagues are going to start on time. So I guess it shouldn't be too much of a shock, but the White Sox are the first team to make this announcement. And obviously you just want to think like maybe you want to give people two weeks to get the vaccination. So two weeks from now would have been February 25th. And let's see the White Sox first spring training game Saturday, February 26th. So I think that they are doing this so that they can have spring training games and their minor leaguers are going to play in it because the players will be locked out. So Just wanted to let you know. You might have saw that in the news. It's the only reason why it's happening. If you want to participate in Wednesday's mailbag, or we're calling it What Up Wednesday, you can call in 312-566-8727, or you could write in at LockdownSox at gmail.com. I want to talk to you about baseball. I want to talk to you about the lockout. Rob Manfred spoke on Thursday. Again, we talked about the Universal DH and that announcement that he made, but he mentioned that he said, you're always one breakthrough away from making an agreement. And on Saturday, the players and the owners came to an agreement to disagree. Old Bobby was, uh, you know, we're one breakthrough away and they met on Saturday, right? And uh, players came away unimpressed, according to ESPN's June Lee, and says that the two sides are still extremely far apart. But again, you're only one breakthrough away, which could be also months and months and months from now. Thanks, Bob. And ESPN's June Lee is reporting that the players came away unimpressed with the proposal. And I've really loved Eugene Freeman. You can follow him on Twitter at Eugene Freeman. And Eugene is important because he is a union lawyer and he writes about baseball labor relations. And I just want to read this one tweet thread to kind of show you the state. I don't need to go through what they're proposing. I don't need to tell you what the players want because the owners aren't even acting like they know what the players want. This isn't a good faith 
argument. And Eugene tweeted, and this was on February 12th. He said, yesterday, the commissioner said that he was making a good offer, that canceling games would have been disastrous, and that they were one breakthrough away from reaching an agreement. Again, any moment they could reach that agreement. Today, or this was again on the 12th, his professional spokesperson, John Heyman, says that the MLB knew that its proposal had no hope to facilitate a deal in days. And to be fair to John Heyman, he tweeted, MLB understood its proposal carried no hope to facilitate a deal in days. The intention rather was to spark talk and trigger more give and take. MLB clearly has more room for flexibility, but seeks to first see greater movement from the players. And I thought this was great from Timothy Ryder, at Timothy R. Ryder on Twitter. Owners are using April games as leverage, knowing that postseason TV money will be paid in full come October and their pockets will be lined either way. They're banking on players missing paychecks, eventually getting their MLBPA to cave. Ruthless. And that's what guys can do. That's what owners can do when they have the net worth that they have. Again, you can be mad at the millionaires for dragging their feet and maybe they're not giving up enough. Or at least that's what the billionaires and the MLB want you to think. And hey, I'm not in the checkbooks. I'm not in the pockets of these owners. I don't know what the pandemic did to them in 2020. But also, I do know that it cut their payroll by about $100 million because they prorated all those salaries. So guys that were even making like $750,000 were making around $300,000. And again, to go back to Eugene Freeman, a union lawyer, he said management still is not taking this seriously. They have no intention to reach an agreement quickly, if at all. They are still playing around, testing the players to see if they will just give up in order to start spring training. This is silly and it wastes time. It is abusing the process of collective bargaining and that the commissioner could end the lockout at any time. And honestly, I think the most disappointing thing to come from this weekend was, or at least week, was when Rob Manfred says that a lot of criticism slash distrust of him that has been issued publicly is tactical, cites his many years making labor deals. I'm the same person today I was in 1998 when I took that labor job at MLB. And hey, Bob, you've had a big time job since 1998 and I was, you know, barely walking in 1998. I was born in 1997. So yes, you've been around longer and you know so much about MLB labor negotiations. And if you know, and obviously you don't care because you're on the other side, you're on the MLB side, but most labor negotiations since 1998 have screwed players over. So again, that's why everyone who is looking at this is saying that the owners are just dragging this out because they think that the MLBPA has a deadline date where they don't want to wait too long where they can't get spring training in and they can't start the season on time. Rob Manfred said that they need a four-week period to get ready and up and going for the start of the season. The season starts on March 31st. So MLB and MLBPA, you have about two weeks before regular season games start getting canceled. If Rob Manfred doesn't want his reputation to get worse than it already is, he needs to get the owners together and he needs to get them to work on an actual proposal. It's fine if you don't want to give the players what they want, but give them something they can actually talk about. I look at the proposals that I've seen and that I've read about and that I've been educated on, and it seems like the players haven't had a real offer to actually consume. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. Our next episode will be What Up Wednesday. You can get your calls in 312 566 87 
888-532-7. Now go make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Sean Anderson, and thank you for listening to Locked On Socks. Locked On Socks.